Hello and welcome to NBC, IGN's Nintendo podcast. I am Casey DeFritis, your host, and today we are talking about how the Nintendo Switch is almost three years old, what a little baby turned into a toddler. <laughs> Excited to talk about that and a whole bunch of other things. I am joined today by Brian Altano. Hi, how are you? Pear Snyder. Hello. And Tom Marks. Hello. I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. How is everyone else? Uh, lovely. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, no, On pretty good. Wednesday morning, pretty good. <laughs> well... Hey, I just wanted to say to everyone, thank you so much for your support of NBC Live 500 or NBC 500 Live. The 150 tickets sold out or ran out rather because they were free in less than two days. Yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. And we only... We added more and those went away super quick too. In just a couple of hours. And (laughs) we only advertised to you guys, the people who watch your show and in our NBC podcast forums. And a few people tweeted it out, but we did not put this on any official IGN avenues and they were still gone mm-hmm. super quickly so thank you so much for that we really really appreciate it yeah we yeah. can't wait to hang out with you guys mm-hmm. yeah we look forward to uh to meeting you guys in person you know some folks from the NBC Facebook group are coming as well some people you know f- uh, frequent commenters on IGN so we're looking forward to it we'll have a good show mm-hmm. we'll have you know your standard not standard but you'll have your NBC episode and then we've got a special um episode too that yeah. would be really fun Yeah, I'm very excited to announce that when we can, eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, uh, just some housekeeping. I am so sorry I got my wires crossed last week, and I said The Witcher 3, I thought, didn't have cross saves. But it does on the Switch, just not with the PlayStation and the Xbox. So consoles doesn't mean all consoles sometimes, and I'm very (laughs) sorry I should have read more than one article. You can get your Steam and GOG saves, (laughs) right? Steam and GOG saves. Which sucks because I played 200 hours on the Xbox. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Someday, yep. And real quick, I also just wanted to shout out, thank you so much, Logan Plant, for helping out extra this week. I super appreciate it. And happy birthday. What? It's his birthday Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday, Logan. Happy birthday, Logan. Happy birthday, Logan. How did I? I'm so terrible. I'm sorry. Thank you. You're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, you know what else is doing great? The Nintendo Switch on its almost third birthday. It was released on March 3rd in 2017, and that was the same day Breath of the Wild came out. So we're coming up on three years, and Breath of the Wild is still probably one of the best games a lot of people have played. I don't know. Is that hyperbole? My favorite game of all time. That was yeah. one of my favorite, well, one of my favorite launch days I've ever by the time the day ended, because the entire day I was waiting on Amazon to deliver my Switch, and it just didn't happen. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I, I basically put a tweet up being like, I'm supposed to get Breath of the Wild in my Switch today, and it didn't happen. Jared Petty, who used to be at work here at IGN, uh, was like, I accidentally bought two. Do you want to <laughs> buy one off of me? And I was like, yes. And I figured somebody else would buy mine off of me when it, when it arrived. Uh, but yeah, unboxing that thing and, and putting in Zelda and playing that for the first time on day one is one of my favorite memories ever as a Nintendo fan, hands down. It's so it's crazy that it's three three years ago now already. But yeah. it's like it, I wish I could just wipe my memory, Total Recall style, and go back and experience Breath of the Wild all over. I just remember, you know, kind of key points of starting to play that game and like running into like going like I don't know how you can ever beat this, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. this freaking laser beam eye monster coming up after you 
you. And then by the end of the game, you're like, swash, swash, swash. Doing cutting triple backflips, like taking the, selfies. <laughs> yeah, the progression of that game, by the end of the game, you almost forgot how weak and scared you were in the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's just such a great game. No, starting off in that world with like a, like a sword or like a stick and like finding one apple and being like, oh, I can mm-hmm. knock down a tree. That's going to be a big yep. part of this game. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of wasn't, but, uh, yeah, I just like, I I will never not guess, get goosebumps running up that first hill where the the piano trickles in and it pans out over Hyrule field. I want to, I am going to replay Breath of the Wild this year because when I first played it, I actually, I went, so I went to Best Buy and did my midnight, the midnight release in Godzilla and then I started playing for wikis mm-hmm. um <laughs> but uh, I, so i want to start over not having any specific goals of like oh i need to do x y and z i just want to play naturally and i think it's been long enough that i've forgotten enough that mm-hmm. i can play pretty fresh and not know anything that will like like quote ruin the experience for me mm-hmm. yep. not that even even writing wikis didn't do that for me i mean i still had a ton of fun and it was an awesome game i, I just mean, didn't play it naturally yeah i i didn't work at IGN when this game came out, right? Like this predates wow. me and it not born yet. There was part all. of me that looking back on it is kind of glad I didn't to be frank. Like, I oh, mean, oh. I love working here. I'm not, not hating that, but like I worked at PC gamer and we had no impetus or need or desire really to cover this game because we were a PC site and we were PC focused. And so I could play it. I, pl- I think I played it over, like, it took me four months, five months, months. to beat it, right? Like, because yeah. I was playing it on the train two hours, three hours a day, basically, right. and I just loved just slowly soaking in this world and soaking in that experience. So I totally get it that, like, the idea that I would have had to play, like, it kind of scares me for the sequel, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I'm like, oh, man, am I going to have to, like, beat that in, like, two weeks because I have to actually talk about it and cover it? Maybe. Well, uh, I mean, the, I think that, like, what was interesting about the last, I, you know, I'm I'm also on our PlayStation show. So the last game basically butted right up against Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. which is a very different open world game, which has some sort of crossover elements. I, I actually really love that game too. Oh, me too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like kind of crushed through that Zelda-ish, game. Zelda-ish, but with more barriers. Yeah. Yeah. And then Zelda came in. The the thing that I really loved about not only just working here, but being on the internet at the time, um, which was pretty much new for, for Zelda, right? Like we, you couldn't, you couldn't really upload clips of you playing mm-hmm. Twilight Princess no. when that game launched, yep. right? And so the zeitgeist there was that happened, no internet. Yet. Yeah, the, the the whole conversation that happened on social media around Breath of the Wild, which was well, there was internet. But oh, Nintendo okay. didn't. I was just seeing if I could get away. <laughs> on Nintendo, there was no internet. Yeah, in Nintendo Land, there was no internet. They were still like, oh, you can picto chat a drawing of your favorite achievement in a video game mm-hmm. to your friend who's oh. sitting ten feet from you. Oh, picto chat. Yeah, I rest can. in peace. Yeah. Um, but just like opening up Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and seeing people uploading these clips mm-hmm. of them doing insane stuff in that game for the very first time was like so cool to be in the moment and sort of be like, you can do this. I didn't know you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good time. Uh, it was a re- really wonderful launch window. <laughs> Zach Ryan's head just appeared behind you oh. and oh. looked at us angry. Oh, I was Why? like, who's there? <laughs> oh no, I'm what sorry. Um, I think he was looking for something. Oh, oh. Well, we're He's making a show. I'm going to be on NBC. <laughs> you should have Zach sorry, on Zach. NBC someday. He should be I on know. the show someday. Yeah. You know what I think is actually really impressive about Breath of the Wild? And this is, the true test of this is when the next Zelda game comes out. But uh, so far, it has survived the traditional Zelda heel turn. 
Like, I feel like every Zelda game, when it comes out at launch, people love it. And then at some point in the following two years, people are like, well, it actually wasn't that good. It did this wrong. It did that wrong. That one was the flip. Everybody loves it now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people didn't like it at the time. Twilight Princess had it. Skyward Sword had it. If you go back and play them now, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's the the boomerang. Yeah, yeah. No pun and and this this <laughs> Breath of the Wild, and it, you know it might change when the sequel comes out, but that I feel like Breath of the Wild actually snapped out of that pretty quick because yeah. there was a period where people were like, "There's nothing to do. The open world's empty. There's Red no Temple dungeons." Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, it, there was that sort of narrative for a little bit, and that sort of, I mean, not, those complaints are still valid to a certain degree, and I hope are addressed in the sequel. Mm-hmm. But the the like. The, that snowball never really got rolling with this one. Yeah, I would say there, like the, there were plenty of snowball rollings in that one, though. Yeah. That's oh, a good way to make money. Yeah. Oh, um. man, I, I remember that specifically. No, I, I think the breakable <laughs> items were the thing that like really held some people back. And I think for the average player, once you push back past that like initial first 10 hours, it really wasn't an issue to me. Like you basically, I at any given moment in that game, I had like sixteen high level weapons towards the end, and I was like, mm-hmm. I can beat up anybody. I don't even care. If I had a hard people. time choosing which awesome weapon to keep yeah. and which to get rid of. I was just like, I just have so many swords. Which one should I keep? This <laughs> yeah. one's faster, Put but this on one's wall. stronger. Yeah. And this house. one's yeah. 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 <laughs> what a wonderful game! Three years later, more than fifty million units sold, which is now the number two <sighs> selling console of this generation. Yeah, wow, um, crazy. and they d- already did an iteration with the light. So mm-hmm. I think we'll see many it, more variants yeah. on this one. And a slight a slight revision with the improved battery life. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah, right. there's some stuff. Yeah, this yeah. was supposed to be a whole Nintendo Switch retrospective, and instead we spent five minutes talking about Breath of the Wild. Yep. Who would have thought? Those because two are synonymous. <laughs> yeah, yeah it really is. They're inseparable, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like Xbox and Halo. Like, you just can't pull them apart. Like, it wouldn't, the Xbox wouldn't have done as well without Halo, and the mm-hmm. Switch definitely wouldn't have, you know, done as well with just Snip-A-Clip. My favorite oh, anecdote gosh. about or the Nintendo... Switch. My favorite anecdote about the Nintendo Switch launch is that they initially sold more copies of Breath of the Wild than they did of the Nintendo Switch. Yep. And we were all... We were doing NBC at the time. We were sitting around. We are like, yeah, that's crazy. I guess that means a bunch of people bought two copies of the game, right? And Pear was like... I mean, I got it digitally, and I got the master. And I was like, "Yeah, I got it digitally. I got the master collection also." And I think Ho- Jose said the same thing. And we're like, "Oh, everyone on the okay. show bought two copies. It's just well, us. No wonder. It's just us. Exactly. Everyone did that. Hilarious. Yep. So, man. So Nintendo has actually published about fifty games for the Switch so far, too, including some more off the wall games. What do you think? Besides Breath of the Wild, what is one of your more favorite creative? Nintendo published game for the Switch that's come out so far. Well, they make weird stuff, right? Like yeah. every generation, I think Ring Fit Adventure to me is a pleasant surprise because they're they they did something unique and different, and they were a- able to do a fitness game after we all said, okay, the fitness genre is done. Everybody figured out it's hard work, so nobody's ever going to buy another one again. And they did really well. And then I think for me, Labo. Um, I love these crazy experiments, and I think Nintendo will do more of those. So they're not going to stop making these oddball kind of mm-hmm. uh, toy plus game uh, combos and, and hardware-based uh, experiments. So I really love that stuff, even if in the end those games are not as good as like a new Mario mm-hmm. or yeah. a new Mario Kart. No, but I, like I still loved Ring Fit Adventure. I, yep. Spoiler, yep. we are having a, a top 25 update for our Nintendo Switch games going up soon. And I... I fought to have Ring Fit Adventure on that list because I think it's deserving to be on the top 25 Nintendo Switch list because it is so unique to that system. Yep. Yep. And I mean, it also sold really well. I mean, it, it was, did, yeah. it it's was, um, too, actually. It, I, I know that they had problems with shortages of it in Japan. Mm-hmm. It, kept, it kept selling out. Yep. Um, what are your favorites? 
Um, you named some really good ones. I actually like really enjoyed my experience building the Labo piano. That was yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, when it was done, I brought it into work, and I think it ended up under someone's desk somewhere. That was like that was really awesome. Um, Snipper Clips to me was one of mm. the games that they published very early on, which was sort of like it. It sort of it, it spoke on what the entire philosophy of that system was, mm-hmm. which was snap off these two things on the side and have instant multiplayer on the rooftop where Karen goes to parties or whatever <laughs> in that commercial. And we're like immediately playing with friends and, 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 and like yelling at each other and playing that game, jumping on each other, you know, cutting each other apart and stuff like that. Solving like crying, problems. laughing, yeah. playing that the first time. Yeah. The stuff you yell at each other during that game is so funny. Uh, and, the fact that it was just like immediately local multiplayer and it was such a weird little thing to sort of have tucked in the launch lineup. Um, it really embodied where I think Nintendo has been heading a lot this generation, which is, you know, sort of cultivating more smaller ideas like that, that are also stay parallel with the big stuff like breath of the wild. The snipper clips announcement was the first news story I ever wrote for IGN. Oh, really? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause um, awesome. my first week in the office was during the switch announcement. Like the whole press conference, yeah. It's an exciting time. It was a very exciting week. It was also very rainy. (laughs) Yeah, we did. uh, We did like a live stream around that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and everyone was there at like nine. Yeah, I was like hosting nine years ago. Yeah, that was so (laughs) long ago. Nice. Yeah, super long ago. So I I know. If I may, yeah, absolutely. uh, I want to give a shout out to Mario and Rabbids Mm -hmm. because to me, Mario and Rabbids is a wonderful game, but also it it represents a little bit of I think the magic of everything the switch touches is gold and obviously that wasn't that's not entirely true that's just like mm-hmm. for fun to say but like that was the moment where in classic sort of unexpected second party whatever you want to call it Nintendo fashion people were like I guess it's just truly third party exclusive um everyone saw the the leaks for that game and were like, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. And everyone was so ready for it to be bad. And it was so good, so unexpectedly, that that was a turning point in my mind where it's like, man, this system is just like, has some effect where like, from that point on, anything that even we thought was going to be like, maybe questionable was Mm -hmm. at least like, good or okay. Yeah. That game has a phenomenal redemption arc. Not only from the fact that like we saw leaks and we didn't like it and then we played it and it was great, but the idea of like that game getting leaked and then the creator of the game, uh, Davide Soliani, basically watching the E3 press conference where Miyamoto came out on the Ubisoft stage to talk about it and then crying was just like, nothing could take this from here, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's like such a beautiful moment. And it got DK DLC. Like they did, they supported that game in a cool way. Yeah. I I think Mario and Rabbids was, was probably the most unexpected success story of the Switch for me so far. Well, Mm -hmm. let's do it again with uh, Zelda plus Rabbids then. So I, know I mean, all... I'm on board. I never in my life thought I would say that about a Zelda, <laughs> Zelda plus rabbits idea, but yeah, I'm in. So we all love the Nintendo Switch, obviously, or else we wouldn't be on the Nintendo podcast. And we've talked a lot about our best memories and our the positive things that we love about the Switch. But what are some of your biggest disappointments mm, on the first line. three years? Online. It's also yes. the first time Nintendo has really been had an online subscription base and kind of tried to integrate that more. Mario Kart, you know, obviously we played Mario Kart on the last platform and like to to not, to kind of be treading water and, yeah. and kind of regress when it comes to um, voice chat over other platforms was yeah. just unexpected and a bummer. And still to this date, it's just not, 
if I sign, I, I may sign into an Xbox game and a friend will message me and invite me to a game. And it's just like, you don't have that same setup with the Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, yeah, it's, it's just not. not turnkey and it's not as inviting. And so um, I think that's a bummer. I think they need to get their, their act together with online and like the crutch of the mobile app is just not working. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, when I, when Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate came out, I, I used the playstation to chat while playing that game i mean that's (laughs) i know that's very very silly i mean i I know discord exists i know yeah but like discord but playstation was the place is we just have it on just to see who comes on and then starting a voice chat i mean i hang out with friends back home like on playstation voice chat and nintendo switch just doesn't have playstation voice chat your other show oh gosh you're right playstation yeah let's let's do it no (laughs) It, it continues to be weird too when like I think it was the one of the 3DS po- I think it was Sun and Moon had voice chat over trade and battling if I'm not mistaken. I well like Fortnite you can I don't remember that. Right, but yeah. there, there was a, there was a 3DS and maybe I'm wrong yeah. about this but I yeah. believe there was a 3DS Pokemon game that had voice chat yeah. built in and so it's like it's not like it's never happened before on a Nintendo mm-hmm. system and then Fortnite has it and I think Warframe has it too mm-hmm. where you can just plug a headset into your Switch and it'll just work. So clearly the system has this functionality but then even up to last week or the week four, whenever it was the Animal Crossing Direct, we see they're still leaning into voice chat through this yep. app for that, right? And like Animal Crossing famously introduced a microphone, like a, like a speaker phone that you could plug into your console to communicate with others, which was already like another weird way to solve voice chat and make it worse on we so, yeah yeah remember the, that yeah it was like a little box you put it yeah. on top of your television that's right it was yeah. like oh, right it was like so that everyone in the room could hear who you're talking to so parents be like who are you talking there yeah it to their little brian it picked up all of the sounds <laughs> in the room and even neighbors and stuff like that yeah. It was yeah i remember i remember trying that with a friend and we were just like this is ridiculous i think like, i used it twice and then i'm like this is nonsense i was like i can hear your dog barking <laughs> like like two two halls down or whatever yeah, like this is just so ridiculous. Anyway, it's time. That's my biggest disappointment. Yeah. It's just infrastructure-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a problem with how simple the Switch menus are and everything and some of the limitations. But like that feels core to gaming. And when you're the company that makes Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, your, it should be better. your online systems, your lobbies, your yeah. invite system, your voice chat system just need to be better. because And Sp- Splatoon, these, these games are so good. Especially now that they, they're charging for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Um, my big one is it's, it's small actually it's it's themes you know mm-hmm. I don't think I don't want them to bog down the UI with a bunch of nonsense I think that it's you, clean you want, and snappy you don't want a claw machine that drops stuff into you maybe yeah. <laughs> I mean that's adorable right yeah. um, no just themes like just basic just give me the option to spend 99 cents or $1.99 on, on like a Zelda theme or a Mario theme something very subtle that just sort of like adds a little bit more customization yeah. and color to my home menu I mean you have all those options with the Joy-Con you can do you know you can sort of you can't really arrange your icons or anything like that um, so you're, you're you kind can. of like you just gotta play something recently yeah it's just like the thing to me <laughs> is that the Nintendo Switch is such a personal system. It's something you share and it's something you connect with your TV, but it's also like everybody has different Joy-Con combinations. Everybody has a different case, you know? Everybody mm-hmm. has a different sort of like set of games that they have on their front page. So I would really like just the ability to just, you know, get a Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing, Mario, Zelda theme on there. Mm-hmm. Even something yeah, that's the, just The generic. 3DS had amazing things. Yeah. Like I still have the Majora's Mask one and I mean it even plays the music from it when yep. you start it up. Like yep. It took them a cool. while to get there, too. It did. Right? It did. Like we, we're at the three-year mark. It does feel like it's got a big user base. 
maybe now the OS upgrades are going to come and the, the personalization and customization stuff. Well, we, we spent a long time on this show, you know, complaining about the lack of virtual console and they sort of rectified that. Like there's a bunch of NES games on there, a mm-hmm. bunch of SNES games, tons and tons of classic games. Still though, the 3DS had GBA stuff. It had the original Game Boy and Game, yeah. Game Boy Color stuff. You know, Wii U and we had, uh, or what was it? Wii U had GameCube and, mm-hmm. you know, Wii games that you could download. Like, I, I would love to see a little bit more integration. Nintendo 64, like the fact that I can't play Mario 64 on Switch is still... Weird. Yeah, it's just... It doesn't make sense. Yeah, this is, let, let play, me pay you for that. Can you play that one level in Odyssey on the Switch? That's, that's true. That is <laughs> but, a uh, hey. I But like the thing is, I don't disagree with either of you because there are definitely things that can be improved, but the, those are like software side of stuff. And on the software side, like they're inconveniences, but they don't like stop me from enjoying the games. And I've said this on the show before, and I might sound like a broken record. Honestly, my biggest disappointment is still hardware and hardware uh, resilience, whatever the right word is. The fact that we still have Joy-Con drift issues three years after launch on new Joy-Con yeah. is, in my eyes, sort of unacceptable. It is it is a failure in design on a level that we have not, I think, ever seen from Nintendo the fact that it is still going on, not that the problem right. is this huge, incredible, terrible game-breaking problem, yeah. just that like they have not found a permanent solution for this is insane to me. Yeah, well, I, I do have to, I do yeah. have to agree. I mean, the Nintendo Switch has probably been the least durable Nintendo system I have ever owned. Yeah. Well, the DS hinge like to have a word with you. I, I never had a problem with the DS hinge. I don't know. Yeah, and my I, DS was I, always I used it my, a my, lot. My kids destroyed. My DS hinge has always got a little, you a, know, a little bit floppy. Um, yeah. uh, crack. I'm, I'm totally with you guys. I think that like it, it sort of undercuts every new hardware announcement they make. That there's like this kind of caveat underneath that like mm-hmm. they're like brand new limited edition Zelda Switch Lite and the Animal Crossing like custom and you're like yeah, but yeah, did the Joy-Con still drift? Like, how is it? It's hard to recommend the Switch Lite when there's Joy-Con drift and you cannot, like, we literally cannot answer the question. If I buy a Switch Lite in a year, am I going to have to send the whole thing in to get a Joy-Con fixed and then my save data will be gone? And the fact that we can't just say, no, you don't have to worry about that is an issue. I totally agree. There's also, you know, uh, to piggyback off that, there's the kickstand that flies off constantly. There was the D-pad on the Pro Controller, which wasn't registering moves. I remember playing Tetris 99 in that and it was just randomly dropping stuff the switch dock was scratching the switch screen for yep. like the first yeah, yeah, year there are a couple of things also i think the, they quietly like put that away also the um the little flap that's supposed to cover your game cards mm-hmm. uh it's mine's gone what really it's gone i have oh, no idea okay. what happened that's a new one i haven't it's, heard of i've never heard of that <laughs> Folks, if you have any extra flaps we want them for casey <laughs> well tom already hooked me up with the, an extra back plate yeah i found that out to fix a cracking issue on. yeah oh that's right you, your switch mm-hmm. has issues you just Casey. you keep on throwing it when you're angry I, that's what i your really i really don't i promise <laughs> i promise i don't do that <laughs> your, your switch looks worse than that game boy that was in the gulf war that's true <laughs> That one still runs yeah. it's in the Nintendo like, World Store in New York City. Stop mistreating your Switch. Hey, I dropped my Nintendo 64 down the stairs multiple times. And oh, there we that go. Is it already better, started that back is in still the... in better shape than my Nintendo On purpose? Switch. Were you starting a no, YouTube channel? No, it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would try and Will like... Will it stare well? In my little like 10-year-old arms, I would try to gather my Nintendo 64 and all my games and my controllers and take it next door with me. And going down the stairs with an arm full of stuff is not a smart idea and I never learned. Well, the N64 can't be broken. 
It can't. It just can't be destroyed. As demonstrated by me dropping it down the stairs yep. multiple times. I think your parents should have gotten you with like a backpack or some similar device. Or you just know, put carpet on the things. walls and the ceiling too. <laughs> well, that was our Nintendo Switch retrospective in the last three years. Hopefully, maybe it'll get improved and some of the issues we have will be solved in the next three years after recording this. Yeah. And we end on disappointments, but also like... It's great. Yeah. yeah. I love we it. It's a great switch. Thing. We like the switch a lot. It's fine. Even with all of its flaws. It's my friend. It is. I was I was thinking the other day about how, how many of my favorite games of all time. Like, like I can't be mad at a system that has like Resident Evil 4 and Link's Awakening and a bunch of other stuff that I was just like, man, if only I could play this like, you know, on, on my Nintendo Switch. And there it is. Yeah. Like we made that April Fool's video last year, like asking for a bunch of games. Half of those games are like actually on the <laughs> on Switch. Switch. <laughs> like Witcher, Overwatch, like they just showed up. And Donkey it's like, Kong's Divorce Cruise. Yeah. Oh, Still waiting on that good. one. <laughs> so on to some news. This weekend is PAX East in Boston. Um, so there's going to be a ton of stuff going on this weekend. So just keep your eyes out. We're recording this on Wednesday. So some of the stuff hasn't happened yet. But what has happened is that Yacht Club Games hosted a stream this morning yeah which Very brian watched stream. yes it was great you watched it too right yeah it was uh i wasn't expecting it to be like at, like straight up like a little mini nintendo direct um and it constantly teetered from being like oh we're you know we're paying respect to the nintendo direct format to we're doing a parody of the nintendo direct format which <laughs> yeah. was really great like there were like there were moments in it where they were like, you know, we have now shipped all of the Shovel Knight spinoffs and the game is complete. Good job. And they went for a handshake that went for like an extra 40 seconds longer than it, than it needed to. Um, and just it felt like a little stilted and awkward in like the funniest, like most endearing kind of way. Uh, but it was great. It's it sort of let Yacht Club reflect on the road from when Shovel Knight was first announced as like a Kickstarter game to what, six years later, seven years later, that is now this, you know, complete boxed copy of a game that has like five different spin-off modes and all this other stuff and they talked a little bit about patches that are coming to the main game but uh more importantly they talked about cyber shadow which is their <laughs> sort of ninja gaiden style side-scrolling action platforming game that's coming out cool. this fall uh it's that getting they're publishing right? yeah they're publishing yeah. and it's so they're publishing it but they're also giving it some sort of development oversight right um which is like you know it's a little bit more than just like, oh, well, we're the record label that puts your thing out. They're they're also kind of like turn the bass up a little bit on this song, yeah. you know, like they're being like move the move the checkpoints a little bit closer here. Um, but they added amiibo functionality to it, and cool. so all the shovel knight amiibo stuff will work as basically like these sort of navi looking little fairy things that follow your character around and alter the color of the gi that your character's wearing, which is mm. pretty awesome. Um, and th- then they also announced a brand new game called Pocket Dungeon. Cool. Yeah. And that is a falling block puzzle game slash dungeon crawling hybrid. With like rogue rogue light elements. Cool. It's, I'm, it's I'm, every genre. I'm curious. Ever. Yeah. I'm curious to look to to learn more about that. It actually looked a little like Necrodancer almost mm-hmm. in sort of its pacing. Mm-hmm. They also showed some blurry computer monitors and said that they are working on two brand new games based on new IPs, but they're not ready to show them yet. So cool. it's cool. cool to know. A lot of stuff from Yacht, Yacht Club Games. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got some Platinum news. So Wonderful 101 Remastered got a release date. It's coming out on May 19th in North America and May 22nd in Europe. But Kickstarter backers should receive it in April. Um, they also announced Project GG, which is a brand new game. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, their first completely self-published game. Um, it's going to be directed by Hideki Kamiya. Uh, and the game will be a spiritual successor to the Wonderful 101 and Beautiful Joe. Yeah, he said in this trailer they said something like the the 
thrilling conclusion to Kamiya's like trilogy of superhero games <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. I never made the connection between Beautiful Joe and Wonderful 101 as yeah. that direct. Yeah. Uh, there is a character in Wonderful 101 that looks like an off-brand Beautiful yeah. Joe who <laughs> well, yeah. himself it's, looks like an off-brand version of like a DC character. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's, just, it's just cool to me that he's been thinking about these as like a, a trilogy. If yeah. we just... I just didn't even notice well, or didn't realize. So with, I mean, with Beautiful Joe, obviously they, I mean, they created a, a wonderful game with a not quite no, normal superhero. And then with Wonderful 101, it was lots of little superheroes and now they're going to go big. Yeah. And now it's like Ultraman, basically, giant size fighting big kaiju, right? Yeah. Like that's what we're doing. Uh, uh, the idea of them porting Beautiful Joe 1 and 2 to Switch makes me incredibly happy. Mm-hmm. I love that game. The fact that we're even talking about that title or that IP in a, an official capacity when it popped up, when it, it it, makes yep. my heart flutter. When it popped up on screen, it says Project GG Agogo, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I thought that would be one of those franchises that just dies that we just yeah. give up on, but yeah. maybe there's hope. And Kamiya said, Project GG is different. Unlike any of the games we've made so far, it's going to be a 100% Platinum Games title. For everything from its setting and characters to its game design and story to how it's promoted, Platinum Games is in full control. Cool. So it's a long ways away, but hopefully we'll learn more about it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, got another game announcement. Samurai Jack Battle Through Time is announced for Switch and other platforms. It's coming out in summer 2020. I don't know. I really like Samurai Jack. I'm kind mm-hmm. of excited about it. It looks like a hack and slash game, but not... I, I kind of... I don't know. Did any of you watch the trailer? Yeah. Yes. yeah. It kind of gorgeous. looked... Uh, I don't, did it look soulsy to you, or am I crazy? Maybe. Yeah, I'm crazy. Maybe. So it's a little more action. It looks, that. but it looks less hack and slash and more. Mm. You need to dodge and be cognizant of like less Dynasty Warriors, more a little more deliberate. Yes, yeah. I would not turn down the, your pitch version of this game. Yeah, like I a, mean, a Soulsy Samurai Jack game sounds amazing. That's it. Sounds like it fits exactly right, mm-hmm. but just because of the the tone and of samurai jack but i'm excited about this script is written by the series head writer Derek backman and more info will be released at pax east so after we record the show um also you're watching this on a thursday which means it's pokemon day is it yep it's happening way after we are recording this (laughs) but uh it's not happening right now so if they announce anything new i'm sorry we don't actually know but there should be a new mythical pokemon announced okay don't know what it is right now and also the remake of the first pokemon movie mewtwo strikes back is out on netflix now well i'm hoping it's a dragon me too how are you uh celebrating casey how am i celebrating uh hope so i think the pokemon company sent miranda and i starter like promotion boxes and she got a sobble jersey so i'm hoping i get a score bunny jersey so i can represent score bunny but Miranda won't be here on Pokemon Day, so I don't know what I'm going to do without her. I'm just going to go cry in a corner. Did you find the Pokemon uh, streamer thing? Yes, thank you so much. I we love it. To, we went to Nintendo, and they gave us some cool Really? Stuff. Yeah, yeah and, and the Fire Emblem pins, too. Thank you. I want to put... So Miranda and I want to put the the streamers next to the Sobble um, streamer that she just got as well. I don't know. We're going to make a little... Sh- Sobble shrine in the Wiki's <laughs> department. Um, also, Smash Bros. got is getting Warframe sprites. Spirits. Yeah. Spirits. Spirits. Why did I say... Oh, I just can't read. Spirits. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of funny. They're just getting like two spirits this Friday uh, for some event. I think it's called the Spirits in Black event in Smash Bros. Ultimate, and they're adding the Lotus, who's like kind of the most iconic character from Warframe, and then another character that's a little bit spoilery, so I won't talk about, but like, yeah... It's just weird and cool that Warframe's you, gonna be in Smash. You, you're, you like Warframe, right? I love Warframe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a 
impenetrably dense game that is worth getting into if that is okay. like it's it, that sounds harsh but i think any warframe player or fan would be like yeah that's fair yeah. <laughs> like it's really hard to get into you know tom every time you bring it up and talk about warframe i'm like yeah that sounds like a game for me and then it's i never play. yeah it's, it's, it's real fun sound. <laughs> and it works well on switch too which is impressive because that's a good looking game that they managed to to fit on on switch now that we've gotten through all the games coming out soon or maybe later, uh, <laughs> now on to games out this week, which there is one that I specifically want to talk about that I did the review update for, and I'm very excited to talk about, and it's called Rune Factory 4 Special. I know I brought this up before. It's out on the 25th. It's $40. Um, you can also get the archival edition for 60 and it comes with a really, really nice book with pictures of all of the characters from all of the previous Rune Factory 4, Rune Factory games, and also kind of lists all the characters' likes and dislikes, which is important when you want to give them gifts. It kind of... <laughs> so Rune Factory 4 is kind of like Harvest Moon meets RPG dungeon crawling, mm-hmm. an action version of it. So, and like I know Stardew Valley has some combat in it, mm-hmm. combat in it, and where Stardew Valley really excels on making your farm personalized and making that bigger, Rune Factory Four has better combat and monster taming. So, I guess that's the best way I can kind of describe it. And also, the main crop of the town in Rune Factory Four is turnips. Hmm. Also, your best friend, who you fall on in the beginning, is a dragon. So it's basically Turnips sure, and Dragons, the video game, yeah, and I'm super into it. <laughs> it's like someone made a it's, game for Casey. That, that series was made for Casey, <laughs> yeah. without knowing Casey. Uh, did you play the original release? And, so um, actually, after, I thought I did, yeah. but after playing the one on the Switch, I realized I never played Rune okay. Factory 4. I, I was played, just curious how the port is. Yeah, I played the, the previous ones, but um, it after looking at comparisons of the graphics of the Switch version and the 3DS version, it is... Notice they are noticeably improved. They are so much better than 3DS mm-hmm. graphics. It really, I mean, it doesn't look as good as a Switch game. It's it's 3DS game, but it's smooth. Everything runs great, and they did improve some things, like some cutscenes here and there. Like for example, in 3DS, there's some cutscenes where they would just make the environment just a flat blue color, so I guess it wouldn't bother the processor so much. And in the Switch, the environment persists and is still there. They added some additional cutscenes, and there is a new newlywed mode. So, you can get married. I don't know what that is. You can get married in oh, Rune Factory for to a dragon. I don't think I don't think she is. A, I don't think she's a <laughs> marriage a uh, opponent. But um, there are six guys and six women that you can marry, and in newlywed mode, if unlocks once you marry someone, and then you can go on adventures and stuff as a newlywed and like wedding dresses. And I like stuff. how it's impossible to derail Casey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not it's no not she's possible. bulletproof yeah yeah no, she's totally right? i'm used to it i mean i've been talking about monster hunter so, on podcasts for years how, i'm used to did I how many <laughs> years how many years is this game long i mean how, how many hours how many out years? Of this one? so um i'm this sounds big unsure i'm 14 hours okay, in nothing so far and i just reached the pass i just reached past the point where the preview embargo was okay so mm-hmm. right, good luck yeah, I'm not. I'm unsure of how long it will be. I'm. I'm told that Rune Factory Four has less. So whereas Dirty Valley, you can theoretically play that forever. Uh, Rune Factory Four doesn't quite have that foreverness replayability. Like you will reach a point where you're like, I've done everything I can do. Hmm. So, but you can. There are so many things to do in Rune Factory 4. I mean, if you prefer to farm, you can focus on that and make your farms better and make better crops. You can look at how your uh, the soil quality is. You can make 
giant crops. You can craft your armor and weapons. You can upgrade your farm tools. You can uh, give gifts to the townspeople to grow your relationship with them. There are festivals you can hold. You There's so many things to do in the, just that. And then you can also go out into the forest or caves or dungeons and fight monsters and tame them and bring them back to your farm and then make them water your plants for you. It's wonderful. Nice. And also you can cook. You can also cook. And all of these things are are skills that will upgrade as you are playing. So the more you walk, the better you get at walking. The more damage you take, the better you are at resilience. Like like real life. Yeah. Yeah. You just break yourself over and over and you eventually rebuild yourself to be better. But honestly, I think if you like any kind of RPGs, there's something in Rune Factory 4 that you will probably like. No, I'm not saying that. That is not what I'm saying. Pair. Gosh. Fans of the genre. Fans of the genre will like it. Did no, I tell you I, stop it. If you're into turnips and dragons. I, uh, yeah. I cooked turnips recently, and they were I, delicious. Yeah. I, I did, the, I did like oven roasted, a little avocado oil, salt, pepper, paprika, mm-hmm. garlic. Man, delicious. Animal They're really good. It's almost out. There are going to be so many turnips. <sighs> but no, Rune, yeah. I, Rune Factory is so good. Okay, and thumbs up prep. from Casey. Thumbs up. Because Rune Factory 5 is supposed to come out sometime this I know. Year. I'm Doesn't have a date yet, so excited Rune Factory 4, 5 is coming out this year, and now I'm even more stoked for it. <laughs> anyway, um, also out this week, I'm sorry for going on about Rune Factory 4 special. No, we never apologize. We, we knew but... that was going to happen the moment we saw turnips and dragons in the show notes. <laughs> I mean, just it's, it's my new brand. Yeah. And last year was Pokemon and Monster Hunter. This yep. year, I'm going to get a little bit more niche and say turnips and dragons. Or is that more broad? No, Who knows? It's like bow ties and pizza. Like everybody's got something like that. Mm. There you go. Yep. Yeah. And Joy-Con. Those two don't really go together, though. Right? Uh, you know. I mean, we're friends, but bow ties and pizza is a weird restaurant name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd one. eat there. It's a good buddy cop show, though. <laughs> yeah. <Perfect. laughs> hey, pizza. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name for you. Yeah. All right. So, also this week is Samurai Showdown out on the 25th. It is fifty dollars. The original review got an eight, it got an eight point two, and it's a well loved fighting game reboot. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. a very Mitchell reviewed this for us. Yes. Mitchell reviews most of our fighting games because mm-hmm. he's great at them, mm-hmm. and it's just a really it was an old school fighting game, and now it is a new fighting game that is doing very well. And he yeah. says it's a good port. Yeah, oh good, worth getting. awesome. Yep, that's good to read. And then we also got Two Point Hospital, mm-hmm. and the original review got eight point four. It's forty dollars out on the twenty fifth as well. That's a Tom. Game. You, yeah, you, you react. You reacted I mean, to me I'm saying Two Point Hospital. Like, I like. I don't know. I'm. I've soft. I used to be way into like sort of like management builder games, and I'm not quite as much anymore. But this is a really good one. This is the original creators of Theme Hospital. If anybody remembers mm-hmm. that classic PC game, and they basically just made a modern version of it, and. Uh, it just came out on all consoles, and it's yeah, it's just like a really, really good management hospital builder that's very silly, very lighthearted. Cool. Uh, not to plug a competitor's platform, but it's also free air quotes on Game Pass mm. today. So oh. if you want to play it there and give it a shot, um, I did some interviews with the dev team at uh, Gamescom last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really funny. Mm. Like yeah, it's, it's very funny. Like all the diseases are like jokey diseases. So like the very first one you cure is called lightheadedness. And it's people literally come in where their head is a light bulb. Yeah. And the cure for it is you have to build a machine that will unscrew the light bulb and put a 3D printed head on their body to fix them. It's great. There's one level of it where the disease is like, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like basically a disease that turns you into a clown. And so what happens is a clown car will pull up (laughs) to the street in front of your hospital and like a hundred clown patients will get out of this one car all at once and just completely clog up your hospital. Okay, it's very funny. silly. Yeah, I'm cool. into it. Awesome. 
Have any of you played the uh, Mega Man Zero or ZX Legacy Collection? Zach has. I know Zach has. Gosh. We'll what did I back do? Zach. <laughs> Zach can talk about it next week. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, Seth Macy reviewed it and really liked it. Okay. Yeah, it got a, it got an 8. And it's only $30. It includes Mega Man Zero 1, 2, and 3, and 4, as well as Mega Man ZX and ZX Advent. It's a lot of games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of games for, for 30 bucks. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll have uh, Zach talk about that Yeah, I'm interested week. to dig into the extras, too, because they mm-hmm. do really cool stuff on those collections, um, like manual scans, photographs of merchandise that was launched around the time, toys and like anecdotes and stuff. So concept art. I love all that stuff. Cool. And we also got Metro Metro 2033 Redux and Metro Last Light Redux out on the 28th for $25 each. Um, the original bundle reviewed for 86 and includes all DLC. And Logan left a note for us saying, seemingly a Metro Redux bundle has both for $60. So this was actually me. Yeah. Oh, so that was you, Tom. Okay. I couldn't figure this out because there was a, there is a thing, there's a bundle with both of these games called Met, just Metro Redux mm-hmm. that's on the Nintendo website listed for $60, but it's not listed in the eShop when I checked. Mm. And I was wondering if that might be a pre order thing with the way bundles work. Yeah, but even but it's so, it would be for, more expensive than buying them separately. Yeah. Yeah. It's listed for $60 as the bundle online, and each yeah. game is 25 and I don't know what the deal is. Maybe you're paying for a physical media at that point. But it's it's a da- maybe maybe it is a physical-only thing. Is it two cards? I don't know. All right, we'll, we'll find out yeah, and we'll report back. It. The Metro well, games have their fans. I've never, I've never played them. Mm-hmm. I've Post-apocalyptic always... Russian first-person shooters, I, know... I think, is the quickest way to describe it. Yeah, open world, right? The, the second one has, like, open world mechanics. Uh, maybe a l- yeah. little. The third one is more open world the one, most sorry. recent one. The That's first right. two, I know, are more like you're in the sewers going, mm-hmm. like, very kind of standard uh, first-person shooter campaign. Mm-hmm. And we haven't played these, so we don't know what, like, the port quality yeah. is like on Switch. I do recall Janet playing one of the Metro games last year for wikis and liked it a lot more than she initially anticipated so mm-hmm. they're well-loved fun. games yeah. they're yeah. very well-loved games and also out this week is blood roots which i know uh, some of you guys have been playing it yeah and yeah, i played it at gdc yep and i know zach was playing it as well um it's only 20 dollars. it reviewed for, uh for an eight which is great yeah the review went up uh, if you're watching this on thursday the review went up this morning so that's right uh jonathan dornbush reviewed it he right? did yeah oh, give cool. it an eight mm-hmm. yeah a for great. Yeah. Uh, I know we, we talked about this quite a bit last week, so I won't spend too much time on there. But, Tom, you have some random shout-outs? I just want to really, really fast. There's two games I want to shout-out. One is called Mousecraft. It's basically like Tetris and Lemmings mixed. What? So you have little lemming guys, and you have Tetris blocks, and you have to put them in their path so that they don't fall, and you get them to the cheese. Uh, and the other one is this game called Hay Fever. It's a platformer. If anybody played a game called Splasher, that yeah, was this really I did good play platformer. That. This is it's not similar mechanics wise, but it's similar in sort of like short levels, really quick, pretty challenging. You play a little mailman bug who has to collect letters that he lost because he has hay fever and so he sneezed and they all blew away. And the whole mechanic is that you have a double jump that's powered by you sneezing and you can collect pollen to make you sneeze bigger to go farther. Oh, I love it. It's very cute. <laughs> it's worth a look. That That's like all. a blast. Those were two quick ones. Hay Fever and Mousecraft. So what is everyone playing? I'm playing a bunch of stuff. Do you want me to start? Tell me yeah. about it, Perry. I'm still uh, I'm on the last mission of uh, our the Fire Emblem DLC pack. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, the, the, the hard mode, the hard mode is unfair in some of the missions. Like just too much kind of ranged magic that makes it a little bit of a crapshoot. But the normal mode is too easy. Like, I just blazed through a level on normal, so I'm 
reloading a save to go back to hard. Um, but I, I like it. It's fun. Um, Brandon reviewed it after yeah. he was on uh, NVC and gave it a seven, yes. which I think is a fair um, fair score for it. Self, self-enclosed little uh, fourth house uh, campaign that, that adds some stuff to the main game once you're done. Uh, I'm playing, uh, I finally uh, wanted to catch up on Darksiders Genesis, which, oh, cool. you know, we talked a little bit about last week. It's... Um, you know, it's a departure from Darksiders in that it's a little bit more like a Diablo game, but not really. It still has, uh, it still has more nuanced combat, uh, combat with like combos and stuff than a Diablo game. But it has that same kind of perspective, um, less focus on loot and, and uh, weapons and stuff. Um, but a really easy kind of drop-in mode for co-op. So if you're on the road, instead of like a game like Diablo, um, you know, it'd be really easy for Tom to jump into my game and and, and play for a while and then yeah, drop okay, out cool. rather than having to go through all like character creation and all oh, that. Oh, that's really good to hear. I was yeah. actually so, yeah. like pretty interested in this one. The port's pretty good. I mean, um, and Genesis, not like Diablo in that you have like a swarm of enemies on screen. Like they're definitely lower amounts of enemies and more kind of like... Um, uh, it's a little bit more combat focused. Uh, it runs pretty good. It's a little fuzzy around the edges, but overall, still a, still a competent port. I think I think it's good. Definitely is not as good as the uh, as the original. A little bit of a step down in in visuals. Hmm. Um, I think it's fun. And then finally, I, I started Broken Lines. That's this kind of alternate reality World War II uh, turn-based strategy game with some real-time elements. Um, oh, you mean Valkyria Chronicles? <laughs> right. It's a little bit like I'm trying to remember. You like, just described Valkyria Chronicles back in the DS uh, days. I think Intelligent Systems made like a, made a game called Napoleon. Actually, it's a lot like um, it's a little bit like the original Ogre Battle, where you're basically hmm. telling your units the paths to take, and then you switch to this real time thing, and it plays out, and they explore, and if they bump into enemies, they appear on the map, like that sort of real time setup. Uh, turn-based slash real-time setup. Um, the in the the systems are a little cumbersome on the Switch, I have to say. So I got to play a bunch more. I know it was well received on PC, like a lot of people liked it. Mm-hmm. Generally, good reviews on Steam, for example. Um, it's 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 all right so far. So far, I think you all would hate it because it <laughs> takes a very long time. But if you're a fan of strategy games, you like to kind of map out your paths for your characters and like you know work with um, like taking cover behind things and like you know selecting specific shots that you can take at the enemy. It's that kind of game. So like a slower full spectrum warrior. If you ever play that, oh, interesting. Yeah. You're you're yeah. a big pick cross guy, right? Yeah, big pick cross. Are you a pick cross 3D guy? Yeah, I love pick cross. Have you heard of Voxelgram? No. Voxelgram launches on Switch this week, and it's basically Picross 3D. Okay. Same same deal. You chip away at the big yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. blocks and create artifacts and shapes and monsters and yeah. hats. Hmm. And, and good in, uh, good interface? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, okay. um, that's always the difference between a Jupiter Picross game and everybody else is like, the Jupiter, Jupiter ones just feel right. And like yeah. the keyboard short, the, the uh, key shortcuts are all good. That's and, always make it or break yeah. it for Picross for me where it's like, they, I remember there was like the Twilight Princess one where they yeah. stripped away all of the sort of like bells mm-hmm. and whistles, like holding, you know, the, the the control scheme just got overly yep. simplified and it kind of breaks your brain a little bit. Um, I'm also, or played a couple hours of snack world. Oh yeah. Which I don't like. Okay. And I don't yeah. usually like to bring, you know, like, Hey, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't like well, stuff. I usually like to use this platform to talk about things that I do enjoy, but, um, this one just does not gel for me. I think. Yeah. Okay. And, like, and also a lot of people were asking us like, why weren't we talking about it and what we think about it? So, 
Yeah. So at, at the time when it came out, I yeah. think not many of us had played it. And no, none I of us checked had. online and like the reviews are really negative for it. So like I think it's got like a sixty three on Metacritic right now. Which right? is which is okay. Yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah. Um I think that like it's sort of um kind of misleading in terms of how overly simplified the title of this game makes it all sound like Snack World, a dungeon mm-hmm. crawler. You're like, oh, I should be able to jump right in and start dungeon crawling immediately, right? Uh, no, not really. Uh, so there's a lot of basically like very overly talkative characters. There's a literal fast forward button to get through them, um, which immediately tells me that they didn't really have a ton of confidence in telling this story. Uh, I don't think the world sort of gels artistically in the way they want it to. I'm not a fan of the character design. You love snacks. I love snacks. And I love worlds. <laughs> no, uh, and I love dungeon crawling. It's a so little bit for everybody. Yeah, in there. Brian yeah. Altano, age four. Um, no, and so it just like it just doesn't really come together for me. The okay. combat's not really interesting. Um, if you're really like starving for another dungeon crawler, no okay. pun intended, um, you could keep an eye on this one. But I think it takes a long, long time to kind of get going. Got and it. then once it gets there, I'm not really a fan of what it does. So. I was tempted to pick it up, but then, you know, still need to play all the other games. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say stick with something like Darksiders or Diablo. Nine Parchments is like one that's always on sale. It's one of my yep. favorite local co-op games on Switch. I had a ton of fun with that one. Yeah, um, yeah you have other options at least, okay. you know. Yeah. And Crystal Chronicles is hypothetically still coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what does kind of have some dungeon crawling in it, and it's really good, is Rune Factory 4 Special oh. out on the Switch. I know Rune. we already talked about this. What is, what is this game? Yeah. Rune, Rune Factory, Factory 4 Special. Oh. Doesn't, I've never not, heard of it. It's not so traditional dungeon crawling, but you can go into dungeons and fight monsters and find loot. Yep. That responds every day. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring this up again because I wanted to oh. give you guys just a few tips for playing Rune Factory 4 Special, including... So hold on. Really? Are you saying you're playing Rune Factory right I now? I am. Okay, I'm good. playing okay. it. It's all I'm playing. I played it for 14 hours in two and a half days. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Brian! <laughs> I don't know if they're going to cut to me. What do you want me to do with my face during this? <laughs> Fain interest. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Do whatever you want. Look, really quickly, if you are getting bored of the tutorial and you think it's last taking too long, just take the exit south of town and you will immediately be able to start dungeon crawling and fighting monsters and stuff. (laughs) If you decide you don't want to be in the dungeon anymore, press ZR and you can teleport back home. Just keep pressing it. You'll go home. It's super, it's a super nice time saving, um, component. Man, this is so distracting. I'm trying so hard though. <laughs> but um those are just my my two very quick tips and also you have to sleep or you won't be able to do things. So if you see a little groggy thing above your head when you're playing, it means you need to go to sleep. I'll okay. add that that's good just general advice. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, I, I, I feel like this applies to most games with turn Yeah, game. like if you find yourself playing a game for say like 14 hours in a single day, <laughs> take a nap. Yeah. It was two and a half days. Come on. Okay. I feel like Casey may be on, on, on the wiki team. I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah, know. Mm-hmm. We might have a career there. I know. Man, maybe I should try it. Is that uh, the only thing you're playing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have other. I, I had other games that I was excited to play, and then I didn't play them. Okay. Um, Tom, what are you playing? Uh, I will be short this time because I actually can't talk about what I'm playing yet. Oh. I will tease I am playing a game that... Parent, I think it'll be very excited about, which oh, is murder, murder by Numbers, um, which Ooh. is that Picross Phoenix Wright kind of hybrid thing. But the embargo's not up on that yet. 
and uh, I will be excited to talk about it when I can, probably next week if I'm on or week. Can you make on. a facial expression like, well, okay, that's good, good, good. that's good. That's okay. how GamePro reviewed yeah. games. So yeah. That, oh yeah, no, it's, it's like the, <laughs> oh no, I broke embargo. <laughs> for those listening, Tom did a uh, smirk. It was, just, it was a smile. A it, smile. Was, it was his it normal was closed, smile. It was a closed face smile, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think I. It, and we will get mad at me if I say I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. But like, yeah, I, I don't want to go into any more detail. Okay, right. I will get that. But not like big wide face. <laughs> you stop didn't... it right now. So those were the games that we were playing this week. It was Broken Lines, Darksiders Genesis, Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC, uh, Snack World, and there was one more you mentioned? Uh, Pixelgram. 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 Cool. Voxelgram. Voxelgram. Whatever. Voxelgram. Just make it up. Instagram. Instagram. I'm playing Instagram Gram. on Switch. Snack World. Pacrossgram. <laughs> anyway, on to question block, everyone's favorite non-game. This one is from Preston Chase Sharp. Oh, is that his real name? I don't know. That's so good. That is if you name. don't have a Zeppelin and a monocle, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think he's I'm written in before, too. Preston Chase Sharp. Hello. <laughs> It's a good name. I love it. He says, what standalone Nintendo game needs a sequel? I remember thinking Luigi's Mansion was one and done for the longest time. I'd like a Super Princess Peach 2. Hmm. Oh, that's a great choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. That was a bizarre game. It had like uh, emotion buttons. Mm-hmm. Make oh, her cry. Right. <laughs> that's Use her emotions so little to big get by. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Her powers were being emotional. I want another more <sighs> expanded Captain Toad. Yeah. Like a proper, proper sequel to that. Captain Toad immediately comes to mind. I feel like just from a nostalgia play perspective, it'd be cool to get Mock Rider back. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's like so long ago. It's kind of like how we didn't get a Kid Icarus for the longest time. It'd be cool to bring that back mm-hmm. and add another you know, Nintendo character back to the pantheon of characters that could appear in Smash too. God, this is a really good one because there's a bunch of games like Punch-Out and Kid Icarus that got a couple of sequels. Yep. But then just kind of went away yeah. forever. Like Excite Bike got Excite Bike yeah. 64, and then Excite you know, Truck, Excite mm. Bots. Excite oh, I remember Bots. Excite Truck. Yeah. Yeah. That was one where you could put like an SD card in with your own music. Yeah, yeah. I actually that was good. for the Wii, right? Yeah, yeah. I played that a lot. I used to play yeah. that a ton too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, we we got Excite Truck for for babysitting my friend's little cousin at the mall. I would say this also, like, take Super Mario Sunshine, right? That's mm. a, it's a Mario game, but, like, Galaxy had a sequel, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, 3 had a direct sequel in World. Like, right. it'd be, I would love to see Sunshine, like, Flood coming back in some fashion. I, I would it just like ice. to point out that I think it's a little bit of a cop-out to answer the question, what Nintendo game needs a sequel with Mario? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. Mario Sunshine is so I, different. I, I, I have, think a Sunshine sequel would rule. That's yeah. true. I have kind of a cop-out answer, too. <laughs> um, I know Pokemon has so many games, but they have two spinoff games that were really good. Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Conquest. Yes. And neither of those yeah. got sequels. And Hey You Pikachu. What the heck? No. Hey You Pikachu got a spiritual successor in Pokemon Channel. That was. But I wasn't which expecting was, that to have yeah. a real answer. Which Dang. was bad. Yeah, two <laughs> attempts. We're out. Yeah, I think Hey You right. Pikachu was fine. Pokemon no, Channel was, was not. not. It's wild to me that you Snap were younger and you thought Pikachu could understand you. Pikachu had no idea what. you I said. don't know. I would I would curse terrible things at him and he'd get mad and thunderbolt me. Pikachu like <laughs> question mark. Yeah. Um, Nintendo Land. Oh. oh. Totally. I want to do Nintendo Land. Yeah. I want it totally. on Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, that was such like a brilliant little way to pack in a bunch of bizarre little mm-hmm. mini games. Why haven't they made it made it able to connect your Switch to other Switches and use them as like a Wii Pad? You why can't totally do that? Why yeah. can't why hasn't that happened yet? It's it's truly like it's, it's one of the biggest tragedies of the Wii U that 
Mario Chase and the Luigi's Mansion spooky ghost hunt thing. <laughs> like, those are two of the best asymmetrical multiplayer yep. games ever made. Like, they are some of the best party games out there, and they're trapped on the Wii U in a very real way. You could totally do local streaming. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope they do yeah. that. I mean, they're making a real theme park. Like, this is the perfect <laughs> time to bring that game back. Seriously. That's right. Uh, the other one, this is kind of a deep cut, is uh, Doshin the Giant, which was oh. a N64 yeah. DD GameCube game that only came out in Europe and Japan. Um, and I imported it and used an action replay. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yes. Mm-hmm. On my GameCube to mm-hmm. to load uh, a European disc. Miyamoto had involvement with this. It's about this giant yellow giant <laughs> who basically um, uh, terraforms the land. We, we have yeah. some of those uh, trophies in... Smash Bros, don't yeah. we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's yeah. the game's designer was Kazutoshi Ida. He actually made it for the 64DD first. I remember interviewing him in the year 2000 or something like that. Uh, he's crazy. <laughs> for what <laughs> website? Completely nuts. Uh, called IGN. Oh. Um, they were like evil but yeah, versions obviously of the they, giant. They, yeah. um, they never brought the 60... Well, they, there was a cartridge version in Japan with the 64DD add-on, and then they brought only the original game fixed a bunch over here it, it's kind of one of those janky games almost like goat simulator where you do fall through the ground but it's yeah. funny yeah. Yep. yeah it is funny but not when it happens to you when you're trying to like build a world and go i want a sequel to that classic like that game. standalone nintendo game pikmin 3 that's not that's you got not one a stand- it came to ds no yeah. oh yeah, that, that hurts you want more a sequel than or not having just, yeah. four you want a sequel or do you just want it back both more more yeah, Metroid Prime Federation Force Two. No, no, these are not standalone <laughs> Nintendo she, games. She's cutting it off. <laughs> cutting it okay, off. Fine. Arms, arms, okay. arms, arms two colon legs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like arms colon legs. You're na- naming a lot of body parts over there. You like play it with the robot Labo, uh-huh. so you got your feet uh, going. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, this next question is from Sean Michael Davis. And he's asked, if there was a Zelda TV show or movie, would you want it to follow the games and timeline or be its own thing? Own thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I feel like one of the biggest reasons movie games fail and game movies fail is because they try to adapt and those two mediums are just so different in how they tell a story that it often doesn't work and zelda is so designed to be like here's the bones of a story we're gonna put a spin on it yeah i'd want it to be its own thing that's it i I mean i would love for it obviously to reuse characters that we know right like uh like zelda her dad ganon ganondorf all that i think that's maybe not uh i think that's all really important but yeah it's even Nintendo is struggling to create a coherent storyline. Um, it would be a really cool experiment to have them, like each season of a TV show is one of the game storylines and like gets rebooted, kind of like American Horror Story where you have the same oh, yeah. actors, but then the story gets rebooted all the time. But no, I think it's better to just have a little freedom. Shout out to American Horror Story. I love that show. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Uh, I want it to be... a essentially animated by the team that was working on Castlevania for Netflix. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think Abby that... Shankar, I think. I feel like the only way it's going to get done is animated. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Look at The Witcher. I mean, it's possible. I think animated would, would be better. I mean, I like the style of the Link's Awakening opening on the Switch. Yeah. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. I would love a style like that and have a tone. I don't know if any of you are familiar with the anime called Mushishi, but kind of that kind of... A what? It's it's an anime called Mushishi, but like the tone is very quiet. It's quiet storytelling. Oh, okay. And it's very atmospheric, like and Samurai Jack. Yes. Yeah. No. Like Samurai Jack. I think that w- that would work with Zelda. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, this one is from Alan Boone, and he asks, "Who is the best video game wizard?" 
Oh, man. It's, oh, well, the I, most evil one is the one from Ghosts and Goblins. Or Link to the Past. It turns you into a baby. Aghanim. Aghanim, yeah. Link to the Past. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, but he's kind of, like, he's the one who introduced us to tennis, right? Like, yeah. sword tennis? <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I like that one, but I think the one from uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins, the one who turns you into a baby, that's just the ultimate. That's insult. a really good that one. That guy's such a, like, that game is so hard already. Yep. And then it goes, oh, yeah, well, you, now you can't jump. That's Only on Switch, pop. right? Yeah. Yeah, you can Maybe. play the Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Ghouls and Ghosts is on I Switch, so, yeah. I believe. It's oh, yeah. part of the SNES games. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. he just pops out basically in the first, like, two two or three screens, yeah. and he zaps you and you turn into a, a naked baby, and when you it's come not, back, you don't have your armor anymore. It's not nice. That doesn't sound nice at yeah. all. It's, it's pure hell. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of a, just a list of video game wizards just so I can get a feel for it. I mean, Kamek? Cam- 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 yeah. yeah, technically Cam- oh, yeah. a wizard. Sure. I don't know if he's the best wizard. He's really good. I don't think that any really truly so, great wizards here here so i was thinking traditionally you think wizard wizard is a magic user who uses through learning who learns magic through learning and reading and books and stuff lysithia is an is a great student in fire emblem three houses and she is really good at magic and can basically one shot everyone with her with her magic so i think mm-hmm. she's a pretty great wizard but if you expand in final fantasies on the system obviously you got oh, vv yeah there's, there you some, go. there's some good wizards. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this very serious question. I'm yes. sure you were expecting this mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> very serious answer. Harry Potter from the Chamber of Secrets video game. He he is Harry a Potter stereotypical in the Chamber of Secrets <laughs> video game. He's a stereotypical wizard. wizard. That is a wizard. Um, yeah. We have time for one more question okay. if we do rapid fire answers. Okay. Uh, this one is from Spencer Davis. Favorite villager in Animal Crossing? Oh, uh, Eugene. He's um, a koala with aviators and a leather jacket. He's my spirit animal. So I forget the name of the axolotl. He's my favorite <gasps> and least favorite. I forget his name. He's the guy with the little, the little, yeah. the little red axolotl uh, 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 gills. Oh, yeah. With the, oh, yeah. With the teeth, like, Doctor Shrunk. Yes. This guy. That guy's out of his mind. Yeah, that guy is just so. Uh, he reminds me of the clown from It. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know, there's that sheep clown that lives in Animal Crossing. No. That's that looks like the clown from It. That's yeah. not good. You know about that sheep clown? No, I don't. Is Tom- oh, wait, no, I do. He's yeah, awful. He's, he's terrible. Awful. Yeah, Is get him out. Uh, uh, Tom Nook and Tortima, are they villagers or are they just, they're like uh, more NPCs? I think they're more NPCs. Okay, fine. I think this is more yeah. like what villagers okay, do you okay. really want to join. Yeah, because I was going to say Cap'n. I like it. Isn't there like a kitty cat that's like patchworks? Like it looks like a little stitch doll or something? I know there's a cat that's like also a robot. Or is that a frog that's a robot? Isn't there uh, a character named like I don't know. Blanca or something that has a, a blank face that uh, you can design? Do you guys uh, remember that? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think what we're revealing is that there are more than 300, right? There's there are more than like 83 in New More than 300 animal villagers. I mean, I honestly, like, I, I didn't study up for this, but like, there are sometimes there are villagers who move to your town. You're like, no, not that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's Get out. This one is dumb. It's bring, true. Bring back Sassy Cat. Right? No, if, if Clown Sheep shows up in my town, I'm terraforming a moat around his house and mailing him garbage until he leaves. I don't want that beast uh-huh. in my home. Uh, also, Spencer Davis asked this question. Did I go to elementary school with you? <laughs> I went to elementary school with someone named Spencer Davis. Spencer Let Davis. me know. Yeah. Let I us know in the comments uh, below. Did you go to elementary school with us? <laughs> I, went to, uh, I went to Zeppelin Pilot School with Preston Chase Shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll close out the show with my what? favorite villager, just Kabuki, just because I think his mask markings are cool. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. it. Okay, that one's cool. It's, very, it's a very basic answer. But that is about all the time we have left for Nintendo Voice Chat this week. Thank you all so much for joining. You can watch NBC every Thursday at 3 p.m. on your favorite platforming. 
platforming, podcasting platform. And remember, we're doing NBC 500 Live on March 20th. I'm super excited. We'll put out more news. I think we're going to make some of our preparation into content during our NBC shows leading up to that. So stay tuned for that. I know they're all surprised because I haven't told them. Uh -uh. So you can be surprised with them. And remember, NBC is the only place you can. Hold dir das Ding.